The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code WMVP. Tune in every Friday for the official Waddle and Sylvie same game parlay on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. 21 years or older, Illinois only. Eligibility in terms at DraftKings.com slash football terms. This is Waddle and Sylvie, live from the old National Bank State Street Studio. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. WMVP. WSHE. HD2 Chicago. A good karma brand's radio station. Uh-oh. Guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. Huh? Anybody? Guess what today is. It's Wilbon Day. Woo-hoo! Chicago native Michael Wilbon, host of Pardon the Interruption with Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN Chicago. That's right. Michael Wilbon every Wednesday at 5 o'clock brought to you by Waddle's Guys at Hawk. HawkAuto.com, Ford, Chevy, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, Subaru, Cadillac, Mazda, and VW all in one place. HawkAuto.com where Chicagoland saves big and... Northwestern Athletics, go Cats! Michael, how you feeling today? I'm I'm inundated. There's so much Chicago news. I don't know what to do. Like what? Like what? Uh, what's big in your mind? Wildcats, Pat Bev, Woo! Bears draft. Yeah, you know, there's a million things. Now, I had a prediction on on what you were going to think about Patrick Beverly. So tell us. What do you think about Patrick Beverly? Well, I mean, it's a little late in the game, but if he somehow agitates not just the opponent, but his own new locker room into out of the lethargy that it's been in, then good. I don't see any downside. I don't see any downside to it. Does it mean that the people in the locker room may be agitated by him and rubbed the wrong way sometimes? Yes. Um, but you know, is it, does it mean that the Bulls are going to undergo some transformation? No, it doesn't. So, like, you know, with the small chance we have of getting Wimbanyama, should I start looking forward to it? Yes. Uh, but more looking forward to, I guess, you know, look, if, if you get Wimbanyama, I hate to say it, but that's going to overtake even the Bears draft because if you get a player like Wimbanyama. I, as I told my brother last night, I'm buying Bulls season tickets. Ooh. <laughs> From and a I distance. I don't have to worry about driving 430 miles outside of town to a place I don't want to be. It's like, um, it's like 12 if the Bulls miles. Win the, like if the Bulls win the lottery, I'm buying season tickets. Um, and we've got – I mean, I'm not into spring training as much yet, but I'm really into my, my basketball team in Northwestern and what's going to happen in this final two weeks before March Madness. Okay, Mike, the only way we realize that dream of yours, that the Bulls get the number one overall selection, is if, in fact, they find their way to what they're not going to be a top or a bottom four team if they could find them themselves at the, and we talked about this last time we talked, the fifth, fifth worst record in the NBA. You got a 42% chance. That's the only path out of all of this, I think we came to the conclusion, isn't it? Close, yeah. Just don't make the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, if you don't make the playoffs, you've got a chance. They, they, their chances weren't all that great when they got Derrick Rose either, but they got him. Right, Mike. When you look at the situation that this team is in, let's do like like let's do what we do. Well, we play the blame game okay. a lot of times. Okay, where is the blame for where they are? Is it 
Lonzo Ball's injury? Is it stuff that AK and Eversley have or haven't done? Is it ownership? Is it Billy Donovan is not a good basketball coach? Where is the blame supposed to go? Well, it seems like a third time it's on injury. And that's not uncommon in pro basketball. Um, It looks like, I mean, they were the number one seed when Lonzo Ball got hurt. Not the number four, not the number six, the number one seed uh, in the East. And so what are you supposed to do? I don't know what you do about that. I'm not going to say Billy Donovan is not a good coach because I don't believe that. Um, What could, I mean, there's one draft pick that is lacking, and that was, you know, choosing Patrick Williams instead of, uh, what's his name, who's on Indiana now, who went to Sacramento, um, the guard. Halliburton, um, yeah. Tyrese Halliburton. Halliburton. Yeah. yeah, I mean, so if you choose Halliburton, maybe your fortunes are different. Because then you don't sign Lonzo Ball, and you maybe you're, you might be entirely different. So if I had to rank them, I'd say the injury to Lonzo Ball won the selection of Patrick Williams has not worked out. He's not a number four overall pick. He's just not. Uh, that's two. Um, Zach Levine, maybe giving him the, the giving him his bag. Maybe that's three. Because he's not. He's not. You, when you make that kind of money, I want you to be a leader. I want you to be a complete player. I want you to be the whole thing. And he's he's not. Not that. Not this year. I mean, Michael, it, 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 like they they have been relatively healthy besides besides him, besides Lonzo, and like it's not like they didn't know that Lonzo Ball wasn't hurt in this off season. You know what I mean? He still didn't have any sort of answer, and they didn't adjust in the off season. They didn't sign a point guard. They didn't add any shooting. It's the argument that you and I got into. They 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 didn't add any shooting in 2023. Like to me. I think it's lame to blame injuries at this point. There are many other teams that get injured, and they they have and they found don't, a way to respond. They don't know. They don't. They yes, don't respond. Sure they do. If your best players get injured, you're dead. No, they're like like before. Yes. Like, you know what killed uh, the Brooklyn Nets is is the dysfunction with Kyrie. But even with yes. even with KD hurt for extensive periods of time, they were still the third or fourth seed in the East. They were yeah, still. But he wasn't out for the season. Uh, yeah, Lonzo but, Ball but, didn't play. But but KD and Lonzo Ball are two completely different players. KD was a generational out. Play, they they went eighteen weeks. and two. Yeah, I know that. And that's the point. Like there are teams who get oh, like they're. Top three players. Their big three is Vooch, Vooch, Damar, and Levine. And they've had them most of the season, and they still suck. (laughs) Well, one of the reasons I I have Levine in that group, but no team goes through an injure out for the season and just marches on. Not in the NBA. They don't, Sylvie. They don't. Kevin Durant was in there for 20 games when they went 18-2. and He was not hurt for that. So you, you can go around the league and pick out teams, and if, if Devin Booker is out, the Suns are down. If you, you, We can play this game with any – if Kawhi Leonard is out, they're down. Now he has come back to play the last 20 games or so, and they're up. There's no NBA team that loses its – now, should they be seven games under 500, though, without no, Lonzo? No, 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 no. I'm not blaming all of it. I'm saying – you lose Lonzo Ball's just man. 
the shocking way he went out, and it's the way he went out. He went out in the middle of a season when they're the number one seed. This isn't debatable. They were the number one seed. They were exciting. They played together. They were Sylvie, you we, we would I would text each other every right. game and say, Oh my God, this is the most enjoyable Bulls team to watch since Jimmy Butler. Yes, it was. And he got hurt. And we can play this with every team in the league. So the Bulls weren't going out and getting shooting when they were you just mentioned they had three guys they think were gonna be all stars. Their roster's set. This is not pro football. Well, you cut somebody and say, get out of here and take your bonus with you. You're stuck with a roster. And is, it, is Lonzo Ball's injury the only thing? No. Um, I, again, I, you know, the mystery surrounding Zach Levine and what he is or isn't or what he's supposed to be or what you expect of him, that's a big part of this. Yeah, I, I, And that you, can, you, you charge to the team of your general man. Yes, your president and general manager have to account for the decision, which we both supported, by the way, of bringing back Zach Levine, and it has not worked. And, and that's what I was going to add, that aren't you already losing where you have to worry about bringing in Patrick Beverly to motivate your max player? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just said there's going to be friction in the locker room. If Pat Bev is the instigator, we know him to be. One of the things that made Patrick Beverly, you realize how long Patrick Beverly's played in the NBA? The reason he's been able to play is some talent and desire, man. And this motor that rubs some the wrong way and his teammates the right way. Okay, he's going to take that now into a Bulls lo- underachieving Bulls locker room? What's that going to do? I don't, I don't know what that's going to do. Yeah, I don't, I, I, I don't, I don't, don't think know. it can turn the team around at this point, but... I understand if he comes in there and looks around and says, are you kidding me? We should be better than this because we should. Mike, is this like simple? It seems like a sophomoric approach if this is the thinking inside their, their management offices. Is that, like you said, they haven't gotten from Zach what they need to get from Zach. That you're going to bring in a player who not necessarily is going to help you become the sixth seed in the East. But he's going to be the guy that jump starts the guy you gave two hundred plus million dollars to, like that. Just yeah, I don't think they think that. I don't think they think that. I think that he thinks that. He said it. Pat Bev was already on the record. Right, right. Pat Bev thought that. But do you believe that that went through the mind of AK and Eversley and Billy Donovan and others? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I think that that went through their minds with the possibility of getting Russell Westbrook. If you get rust, then you change the tenor. You change the personality of a team. Because you're adding somebody who, on his own, even in a state that is less than it was in, you know, when he was MVP five, six years ago, even in that state, he can – I mean, his motor – I think he's going to have that effect on the Clippers. I, I do. I think he's going to have that effect on the Clippers with a really laconic – I mean, Kawhi and Paul George are not the most overwhelming personality. And I think Russell Westbrook can have that effect on them. Do I think he would have had that effect on the Bulls, too? To some extent, yeah, I do. Because those guys have to look. You can look at Patrick Beverly and just think, oh, my God, we got to deal with this guy. You look at Russell Westbrook, you know he's going to the Hall of Fame and you're not. That's a different influence. But they didn't get him. 
So I don't know what they, I'm not going to presume to know what they think about Pat Bev's influence. We know what Pat Bev thinks his influence is going to be because he tells us. Want to play you something uh, as we change topics. Um, this may not have been on your radar. I, want, I don't know how you're going to react to this. Um, this is Tim Anderson, who is on with Chuck Garfine. And as you know, the White Sox massively underachieved last year. So Chuck Garfine does a podcast called the Sox Talk Podcast. Chuck also does the pre and post game show with Ozzie Guillen and Frank Thomas. And listen to T.A., um, get uh, frustrated with the White Sox fans and also Chuck from last year over the way they supported the White Sox last year. Take a listen to this, Wilbon, and tell me what you think of it. The plan is, you know, we know not to, you know, do what we did last year. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of room to grow. And, um, you know, just a lot of confusion. A lot of people pulling from, from different angles, you know, uh, not just in the clubhouse, you know, fans as well. Um, a little bit of everybody. So, uh, you know, the ultimate goal is to you know, try to try to dumb that down and get it back on, you know, pulling from the same screen with everybody, including you. Including me? What do you mean including me? Including you. What are you trying to say? I ain't got to say it. You know what? I, I, well, <laughs> that, that I was questioning why you guys couldn't win? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But, uh, you know, if, you, if, you, if, you're, if you're a part of this and you're, like, and you're like one of our supporters... And you see somebody struggling, that's like, you know, that's kind of like, uh, you know, if you see your wife struggling, you're going to pat her on the back, right? So that's kind of one of those things. If we're on the same umbrella, I think we should all be pulling from the same screen and not tearing each other down um, and not tearing players down. Or, you know, we don't tear you down. So yeah. I think it's just one of those things. We've got to support each other. We support you. We make ourselves access to you, yeah. you know, when you want to talk to us. So it's just kind of one of those things that we all got to be, you know, be on a positive screen and pull from the same screen. And uh, I think we can be better as a whole. Was I tearing you down? No, you weren't tearing me down. You just making, you was causing a lot of confusion. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was causing. I was. Listen to after a lot. I mean, but you gotta think about it. The fans listen to you. Yeah. Right. You right. talking? We don't talk. We just play. Well, you, no, you talk. You can talk. We don't. We don't talk though. We're in the game zone. We don't talk. They're listening to you. Right. So uh, if we're putting out positive energy, then positive energy is gonna always yeah. follow us. You know what I'm saying? What's your reaction to that? I, I don't listen to crap like that. You can skip that. I don't listen to crap like that. It's not his job to pull for them. Everybody exactly. thinks they're part of the PR effort. We don't get paid to do that. Tim Anderson not paying attention. He's doing what he should do and what he does, and he's sometimes really good at it, and I'm not listening to any of that crap. That's garbage. It's not a good Here. message from the leader of your team, is it, Mike, that, hey, we underachieved I, because everyone wasn't yeah, pulling on the same end of the... Tommy, that's part of their problem. Yes. They want to make excuses. They want to do everything except hold themselves accountable. Hold yourselves as a team accountable. Media is not part of your PR efforts. That's part of what's wrong with them. And he's an important player on that team. And they look like they're bound for the same path as last year if they're starting off that way. I'm not part of your umbrella. Yeah, I, I said it reminded me of the 04 Cubs after they won in 03 when they became unlikable rather quickly. They weren't that bad. Oh, yes, they were. Yeah, they were. Were they? I've yeah. forgotten maybe, but they I don't want to hear. Were blaming every, they the were White fighting. Sox have now been underachieving a couple of straight years. They don't have the Tony La Russa excuse anymore. Go play and shut up. Seriously, shut up. Amen to that. I think it's. I think it's a good message. Look, I think that... 
the last thing any fan base wants to hear is you guys that from a player is that you struggled to reach your expectation level because you as fans and you in the media weren't giving us yeah, positive I feedback. I don't, I don't know. I don't know Tim Manners. I don't know the context of that. I don't know their relationship. I, you know, I, I, I don't know any of those things, nor do I really care to. Um, you know, the White Sox underachieved last year, period. And if they don't start with that, I don't want to hear them. Mm-hmm. I'm happy to watch them. I, I, I'm happy to watch them. I want them to win. You know, I, I, I really do. I, the ownership of the team and the executives of the team I like and consider certainly friends in multiple cases. But I don't want to hear that from the players. I don't want to hear that, John. Amen to that. Yeah. Uh, so your thoughts on where our Bears sit at the moment. Uh, there's a lot of conversation. A lot of it is repetitive at this point. They've got a That's lot all of it. Yeah, they've got a lot of cash. They've got the number one overall pick. Yeah. Do you have any strong feelings as to what direction you think they're going? Same feelings as last week. I mean, all we people are going to do is rehash all yeah. the same junk until we get to a combine. And then they're going to find a new way to rehash it. And that's this, you know, um, so pretty soon somebody will trade, say we should trade him. We should trade Justin Fields to the Raiders for a guy who's 16 games under 500, who particularly on our network is overly praised and overly discussed like he was a, a Mount Rushmore quarterback in his 16 games under 500. And every day, I got to turn on and hear multiple shows talk about what's his name, the Raiders quarterback. Oh, Derek Carr. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Derek Carr gets discussed like he's Peyton Manning. He's 16 games under 500 for his career, and every day headlines: Derek Carr. Stop, please. Clicks and giggles. So there's no yes, news. There's, a, gotta, there's yeah. no news whatsoever, and so people will talk about trades and silliness. It's silly season for pro football. Um, and so, no, says. the Bears have to go out and continue to listen and figure out and, and see if somebody's going to offer them, you know, an amount that they can say yes to for that number one pick. That's their job, and it's going to be the same between now and the end of April, whenever the draft is. we got two months of this junk. That's right. Like, everybody needs a story to talk about, and there's no story to talk about. So people, no. like, that's what, what they're doing in the morning, Wilbon, as, as you know. Like, I'm calling it clicks and giggles season. Everyone wants a click here. Yes, I, it, it is. I just call it junk. Um, <laughs> because, I, I, you know, I don't care when Aaron Rodgers comes out of his darkness. Um, and I don't want Derek Carr. So now what do we just go back to a real conversation? And I'm hoping that, the, obviously, the Bears front office, they gotta, they're on the phone constantly. And that's the way it goes. That's the, there's no news there. But that's the reality. And can they surround Justin Fields with people who are worthy of getting them to be in contention? And we don't know. And we're not going to know. And even on draft day, after all the hype is said and done, give me a bowl of that hype. Yeah. We're not going to know then either. Hey, you think since the last time we talked last week, your 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 cats beat Iowa by twenty? Like yeah. you have to be beyond excited. I'm 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 beyond excited. I'm to the point of being terrified. <laughs> oh I mean, you know, people there are people saying, "Well, you guys are in," oh, and yeah. I'm like, you know what? Every year somebody's declared in and then loses its final four games and is out. Now. 
with the way things are today, it looks like we're in. You're in. Having beaten Purdue, having beaten Indiana, having beaten Iowa like that. But, but, but here's the deal. We got three road games coming up. In no specific, well, Illinois is tomorrow. We got Illinois, Maryland, Rutgers. Look, I know we're playing well. We can win all those games. We can also lose all of them. And then we've got a, we've got a, a home game against Penn State, a team that everybody says is on the bubble and is going to have to win. And that's our senior night game, and I really believe we'll win that game. But the point is, you don't want to lose your last four games and a Big Ten tournament game to go 0-5. It's a Cub fan. In Do it. I believe that will happen? No, I don't. But this is nervous this time. I actually we made don't a, have. I, I made a bet. On our I, I made a bet with Danny Zetterman that uh, your Wildcats would go further in the tournament than Kansas. So uh, what? Yeah, I Ooh. did. I was thinking of wow. Mike when I made it. Yeah, I made. I, I, wow. I didn't even know that Kansas was like the number one team in the nation. <laughs> It was a two dollar. Yeah, they're bet. like number four. They're bet. like four right now. Yeah, I was look, feeling look, I was a lot of love for your team. You Mike, were, so I just made a man. bet with him. Thank you, thank you, Tommy. Yes, that's supporting you. That's great. I, I listen. I watch these games. I am filled to the brim with pride and optimism with every game I watch. I am. I I, I tend to. I don't just text and bother Chris Collins that way. Now I call him and actually talk to him on the phone about what's going on with the team and how great we all feel. And he's done a hell of a job. And we've got some things going for us. Experience backcourt, you know, with Bowie and Audige. And we've got some things going. But let's not get crazy, you know? Um, no, let's get crazy. It, let's get crazy. Let's get no, nuts. you guys can get crazy. I'm, I'm, I'm an alum and season ticket holder and actual steward of the university, so I'm not going to get You're going to watch their first game in the tournament like you do the Super Bowl, right? Sequestered somewhere with nobody allowed in the room with you. No, I'd like to be there. I was in Salt Lake City when we played Vandy and won that game. Um, I would like to be at the game. I'm hoping I'm mobile again. I'm not mobile right now with this foot surgery, but I'm hoping I'm mobile. And I'd like to be at the Big Ten tournament, which I think will be really exciting at the United Center. Um, but no, I won't be sequestered. I don't want to be Tommy. I want to be at the game. I want to be as supportive as I can be. Look, if I flew to Ireland to watch a team win its only <laughs> game of the season, you know, I'm willing to go to Denver or Birmingham or wherever it is that I need to go. So I'm already, believe me, I'm already thinking I'm, I'm, I'm somewhere between optimist and realist. I'm not a pessimist. I don't think we're going to miss the tournament. I'm just saying, I'm not going to get carried away and start buying a non-refundable plane ticket just yet. They've been fun to watch, uh, yeah. that's for sure. They have been. Yeah. They've been great. Yeah. Well, Bob, great stuff. Thank you. Thanks, Mike. All right, you guys. Be good. 312-332-3776. There's Michael Wilbon on the CarX Tire and Auto Hotline. I want to build on the uh, Bears conversation. We have a list that we haven't gotten to today, the free agency list. Yes. A couple of them. And yes, I got who two the of Bears them. will land um, and some predictions according to some uh, experts. We will get to that. I've got some TV recommendations before we leave here that I want to get to as well. 312-332-3776 if you want to talk to us. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitter at ESPN1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. 
Yeah. I mentioned it earlier, and uh, we'll continue to say it. We're almost a month away from the 25-year anniversary party at the House of Blues. Friday, March 24th. Tickets on sale now at LiveNation.com. Search ESPN Chicago. Buy your tickets. 25 bucks gets you in. Want to celebrate with you, the fans, the ones who made it possible to celebrate 25 years the ones who continue to support this radio station. Uh, we love you guys. We want to be there to party with you guys. It is a Friday. We want you to work hard all that week and take Friday off to spend it with us at the House of Blues. Doors will open that day at 11 in the morning. Uh, the event kicks off at noon with Carmen and Yurko from 12 to 2. There will be a Mac Yurko and Harry reunion live on the air You'll get to watch it at the House of Blues. Two to six, Waddle and Sylvie on the air, scheduled to attend the Mac Yurko and Harry show. Jay Cutler, Robbie Gold, Eddie Oldcheck, Mark Jean Greco, Jordan Cornette, Shea Cornette, Sarah Spain, Nick Friedel, Lou Canellis. That's Fred, a cast of thousands. Yes, Fred Hubner, Ray Flores, and many more to come. That's awesome. So we continue to work on this. We're going to make this the event of the year. The event, really, of a, a quarter century. La- uh, event of a lifetime. Yes. That's what I'm calling it. The event of a lifetime. So uh, get get going right now and um, and buy your tickets. Again, the website, LiveNation.com. Search ESPN Chicago. All right, so you've got a list. I want to take some more of these phone calls, too. I know James has been holding for Bear's talk for a little bit. We'll get to his call in a minute. But what do you got here? Which with list these would lists? you like? I have uh, Matt Bowen's list, NFL free agency, 2023 best team fit for top 50 available players. Or I have, this was from Carmen. I believe this was Pro Football Focus. That's from today. That's the this more current This is from today, list. yes. This is a list of players that, it's, it's a, I mean, they have top 50 players. Uh, and there are guys on this list that the prediction, the team prediction, the 2023 team prediction is the Bears for several of these guys. So, would you like to know who they have number one? Or actually the third rated uh, free agent. I want to know be who available. they have, yeah, going to the Bears. Javon Hargrave who uh, was a fantastic player for the Eagles this year. They have him going to the Chicago Bears. I would think that Deron Payne is the guy that we all were hoping for, but word is is the Washington Commanders are going to franchise him, which, again, is an interesting conversation. My hope was, because they've got money already, they've already paid Jonathan Taylor, or uh, Jonathan Allen, Allen. Uh, and... They've got a pass rusher that they may or may not need to pay in the future. I thought maybe they would let Deron Payne go into free agency. It doesn't look like that's going to be the case. But uh, Hargrave was fantastic this year. If, in fact, he does make it to free agency, uh, Pro Football Focus says the Bears almost certainly will be a suitor with their interior defensive line, earning a 36.3 grade collectively. In 2022, this is the Bears' defensive line, more than five points worse than any other interior defensive line in the NFL. Now, so their defensive line was ranked dead last in the NFL, the Bears, by a margin. By, by, a, by a wide, wide margin. margin, yeah. Now, I heard Carmen and Yurko talking about Hargrave. He just turned 30. Yes. Does that scare you it at does, all? It does me. And Yurko was actually talking about this. This is the time where you kind of get a little bit concerned about something like that. Doesn't mean you completely cross him off your list. 
but it is something that would be more concerning considering his age, whereas I think Deron Payne is probably, what, 25, 26? So uh, they have, uh, Pro Football Focus has Javon Hargrave uh, ending up with the Bears in free agency. The 11th-ranked free agent for 2023, they have his offensive tackle, Mike McGlinchey. They also have him going to the Chicago Bears. And this is where it crosses over with Bowen's list from yesterday. Yes. Where both Bowen and Pro Football Focus have McGlinchey, the Notre Dame product who plays for San Francisco, Right tackle, correct? Correct. Just turned 28. Uh, Matt Bowen, I believe, had him as the seventh highest rated 2023 free agent. Uh, And Pro Football Focus had him as number 11. Either way, both have McGlinchey going to the Bears. Uh, The report from Pro Football Focus says Bears tried going with a stopgap option at right tackle last season by signing Riley Reef and... You know, that was what it was. Adding McGlinchey to this line would help give the Bears a long-term solution at right tackle, forming a promising right side on the offensive line with Tevin Jenkins. McGlinchey has mostly been a better run blocker than pass blocker, and while there's a chance that the Bears look to air it out more with better receivers around fields, they still will look to dominate on the ground with Justin's mobility, which plays into McGlinchey's strength as a blocker. Mm. Now, I, I always remember, though, when we would bring him up with Durkin. Yeah. When, when, when this, Dan and I were both on the same page. Durkin was a hard no, and you were a pretty firm no yeah. on McGlinchey. I just don't want to get into the market of setting you know, the standard for what you're paying a right tackle in free agency for a guy who doesn't wow you in pass protection. You know, if you had the option, I would prefer... Like if uh, and and this is a big if because Orlando Brown will probably be franchised by Kansas City or that is one of their options. If you're gonna spend a boatload, do it with somebody I would prefer, like with Orlando, and and, and have him play left tackle and bounce Braxton Jones over to your right side. That's something that that I would be more interested in than giving Mike McGlinchey a ton of money. You'd rather pay a high price player. Wow money than paying a middle-range player high price money. Well, yeah, and I mean, listen, Mike McGlinchey's rated high by those that do this. I mean, I just, maybe I'm wrong. Do you really it just want leaves me a little itchy and scratchy. Like you said. I don't. Yeah, I, that, that scares me too. Yes. And my hope too is, is that, that, you know, that Ryan Poles does have an eye for talent on the offensive line. He was part of the staff in Cleveland when they decided to trade for him. Orlando Brown. Well, well, certainly Braxton Jones was not a bad find. Braxton Jones played every snap of offense this year. The only rookie to do that. And in terms of offensive linemen, believe he was a top-graded offensive lineman. Were there moments where he was overmatched? Yeah, they played some pretty dynamic pass rushers this year. He was a rookie coming from a smaller school. They knew how to develop Tevin Jenkins inside. Yeah. So, like, like, he had some questionable eye for talent at receiver. At the skill positions offensively, but like off- offensive linemen, I didn't think what he did was bad. No, I, I'm with you. Uh, and, because and, Patrick didn't work, but was that because of injury well, or, or was that a bad signing? I mean, it wasn't for a high price either. It no, was a low-priced free agent. Meller and I were talking about this as well. I think that the center spot is really – it's important. that All these positions are really important. 
I want that secured. For a young quarterback, I want the middle of that line to be really secure. So I would be an advocate of them upgrading that spot as much as you can. Just ask the Eagles. Yes. And I know he's older, but, but yeah. still, like center, like a lot of people downplay center. You know what I mean? Well, a lot of young quarterbacks are bothered it. by pressure more so that comes up the middle than comes on the edge. Like, I, I feel confident that Justin can handle the edge pressure a little bit better than he handles the pressure coming from up the middle. So my preference would be is that they secure the interior of that pocket. And if you can do that with a, a center... Um, and, and that's where I suggest the name Ethan Posich, who is a local kid. He's from Lamont. He, he was with the Seattle Seahawks for, he was drafted by them for his first five years. He played, he was a center for the Browns this past year, and he is thought of as the best center on the market. So there's somebody who you wouldn't necessarily have to break the bank for, but could be a good fit and somebody you could bring in who might be interested in coming here at a decent price as well. Yeah. So, and, and by the way, look, I mean, I mean, um, Yes, I, I mean that's that, that's great that's great intel as well. I go back to Hargrave again, uh, also with with Matt Bowen. Matt has him as the third highest rated free agent, potential free agent as well. So there's a lot of positives about Javon Hargrave, but any anybody, thirty years of age, anybody else on the list that they. Don't have the Bears signing that you wish they did. Well, they also, Matt has them going after Draymond Jones. He's a defensive tackle, I believe, from Denver, right, Miller? Didn't we yeah, talk now, about him? The only thing is, now, he's both an end and a tackle. Right. So Younger, 26 years of age. All the reports from Denver say that they want him back, right. but they're not willing to franchise him. Okay. So he's, it looks like he'll probably hit the market. He had six and a half sacks last year. That's good. Yeah. He does have the flexibility to go inside and outside, as Jeff said, too. So, uh, look, these I think it's all going to be we're going to find out over the next couple of weeks, obviously, who's going to be franchised and who isn't. Right, like, we got two weeks to go, right, with yeah. the tampering period, because that's really when free agency starts. Correct. And and the the pro or excuse me, the uh, the, the list that Matt put together, he's got Lamar Jackson as the number one overall free agent. And he's got best team fit. He believes that the best team fit for him is the Baltimore Ravens. Again, Orlando Brown Jr. is the second rated free agent on his list. Best team fit, he says, Matt says, is Kansas City. And my guess is is he'll stay there. And then it's Hargrave, the defensive tackle that we were talking about from Philly. He says the best fit is the 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 Seahawks. No, Pro Football Focus has Hargrave going to the Bears Matt's got him going to the Seahawks. Okay. And then Deron Payne is his fourth-rated uh, free agent. And as we heard last night, there's a very good chance the, the, the commanders are intending to put the franchise tag on him. James in L.A., you're on ESPN 1000. What's on your mind, James? Hey, so I, uh, I figured out how to hump this offseason. Oh, Did that's you? good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, three phases. Phase one, I agree with uh, everything there. Javon Hargrave, uh, sign him as your three technique. You're going to have to overpay. Yeah, it's worrisome on his age, but you need somebody in that three technique. Um, Mike McGlinicky, I agree. Right tackle, got to give him money. There's not many right tackles out there that you're going to be able to sign. Um, anyone that you do sign is going to have holes in their game, but he's a solid guy. Um, I think uh, Yannick Ngohui. Uh, Wait a second. When, when you're talking about the off, an offensive tackle that you're giving tens of millions of dollars to, and his hole in his game is pass protection, I got to tell you, James, I'm a little bit concerned about that. I I understand, but I think you're going to have to adjust that 
address that in the draft. I think you look after like Dewan Jones. Well, that's fine. That means I don't have to give McGlinchey a ton of money then. I would prefer that route. In in theory, but you don't know if you're going to land him in the. And McGlinchey is going to be already gone by that time draft comes. So you got to have that as a backup plan. Otherwise, you're having what Larry Borum, like as your right tackle and. We definitely don't want to go down that no, road. No, Larry Borum's not going to be the right team, right? <laughs> he, he's not the he's guy. He's not going to yeah. be the right tackle. I mean, I guess you could say, like, Alex Weatherford might be a right tackle. I don't believe that will be the case inside. either. How many? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, uh, phase two, I think you did Sheldon uh, Rankins from the Jets as your backup three technique. He's had a lot of injuries, but solid player um, when he's healthy. Marcus Davenport, sign him from New Orleans. Uh, what did Marcus have one tackle. sack this year? Oh, but he's he's a beast. The guy the guy is gonna pop off next year. He's a guy that you can sign for cheap that is in a rotation, you know, uh, on the edge, which we don't have any edge players. <laughs> like, there's not what Dominique Robinson, maybe Tevis Gibson. So you're gonna need somebody in that rotation um, that's somewhat good. And then obviously David Montgomery, I think you sign. Show right. show good faith. And him. Um, phase three, phase trade three. that first pick t- to Las Vegas for Devontae Adams. First round, second round, third round. Boom. Done. We're humping. James is humping. <laughs> James is humping. See you, James. Yeah. We're humping. <laughs> so you're just trading the first pick for him? You're not flipping the first round no, pick? Yeah, I think you trade the first round pick uh, for their number seven, okay. thirty-eight, yeah, and flip. seventy. Okay. Yeah, you flip right. them, but right. you're not going to get a first round, second if... round for the following year. Okay. All right. Thanks, James. James. Thanks, you, buddy. Har- Hargrave would be perfect because you know everyone's going to call in and call him Hargraves in Chicago. No question. With Put the an S, S on the yes, end of it. Yes. Yeah. He'd be the perfect Chicago guy. All right. Three one two three three two. I think. He, I think James just. I think James just solved all of our problems. He did. Three phases yeah. done. We're good. Marcus Davenport, uh, beast. Beast. Had a ha- I'm sorry. I overestimated. He had a half sack this year. I thought I you said that. Sack. Did you say he had a half sack? No, I said he had a sack. One a sack, sack this yeah. year. I, well, I said he had one sack. I overestimated it. I gave him twice as much as he as he actually recorded. He had half a sack. 2021, he had nine sacks. He did. He only played 11 games. He's a good player that did you maybe not have like, any sacks. You do maybe buy low on a Absolutely. guy like that who's 26. Yes. A Cody Bellinger type play. Listen, you're going to, you have so many issues oh, and boy. so much money. <laughs> you can do stuff. I got you're humping the over there. I'm humping. Yeah. Hey, I, uh, there's a show that, that uh, was recommended by a friend of our show. A television show that was recommended by a friend of this radio show that I absolutely loved that I cannot recommend more. And I know it's not what to watch for time. Yeah. I don't know how much you guys talked about it while I was gone, but I, I've got to talk about this when we come back next. ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to Waddle and Sylvie. Watch us and join the chat. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago on Twitch.tv or the Twitch app. In a text chat, 
recommended the Netflix show. And I'm looking a full swing. You know me. I am not a golf guy. Unless Tiger's involved. And Tiger is not involved in full swing. He is not uh, somebody uh, that is featured in this documentary. You see him, but he's not a feature. No, he's not featured at all. I don't even think you, you hear him on it. You see him like... Uh, as a as a golfer, but I don't even think there's a, a conversation with him at all. This is, um, I think it's done by the same people who do the F1 series on Netflix. It's a Netflix show, and it's behind the scenes with the PGA Tour and then Live last year. And, and Boyle recommended it, and it is the perfect year to do it, too, because it's with the backdrop of, of Live. But to me, uh, and it may get me more into golf because every episode, and you don't even have to be a golf fan. I'm like the perfect person that could speak about that because I don't love golf. But I loved every episode. I could not have binged it quicker. I've I've gone through the entire series. And just when I thought, I'm like, okay, Justin Thomas in this first episode was so good. And Jordan Spieth. And this was so good. The next one can't be as good. The next one was better. Brooks Kepka. Uh, Brooks Kepka yeah. talking about uh, like going on in his brain and what it's like to try to refine what he once had. And then episode four, I'm trying to think of the golfer that they haven't seen Joel it yet. Damon, right? What is it? I think it's Joel Damon. Joel Damon. I want to drink with him. And this dude is the he to me was the most interesting episode. Of what it was about, and the whole series is incredible, and I cannot recommend this series more. I had it on my list. I hadn't started it. Was going to watch it. And then I saw you sent the text last night, and you raved about it. So I said, if, if Sylvie's watching golf, then I'm going to... I watched the first three episodes last night. Loved every every minute of it. It was it, great. It is probably the best sports show I've seen in two or three years. Now give young Tyler Aki some love because that was his what to watch for this past Friday while you were on vacation. Very good. Love it so far. Yeah, it's been great. Like, for me to binge a show about golf tells you how good it is. And it's dramatic. It's behind the scenes. It's just, and like, I think it's pretty real. Um, and, And they let you in. And then... I, I won't ruin anything about it, but you'll love it. Two right. thumbs up, way up. So check that out. All right, uh, Tyler, you got uh, the show coming up next, correct? Yes, sir. He's in for Black and Abdal. If you missed them, check out their podcast. They were in for Greeny today, and I believe they're in tomorrow for Greeny as well. So you can get that on the Black and Abdallah page. Thanks to Tyler Aki and Jeff Meller today, Barstool Big Cat. Also, Michael Wilbon today for Waddle. I'm Sylvie. It's ESPN 1000. Have yourself a great Wednesday night.